wanna be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in his wedges like he came from Maytag. Rock a whistle on the brown. When I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too little to dim down a notch. Cause I can into things that I'm gon' do. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. Let's go. I hope you know I'm for the tagging. You know this hook is for the bag. Kitty, kitty, baby, get her things to rest. Cause you done beat her like the 68 Jets. Diamonds and nothing when I'm rocking with ya. Diamonds and nothing when I'm shining with ya. Just keep it white and black as if I'm your sister. I'm too hip to hop around, time to hit with ya. I know I get wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. Hey. Uh, uh. I heard that pussy for the taking. I heard it got these other niggas going crazy. Yeah, I treat you like a lady, lady. Fuck you till you burned out, cremation. Make it cream, yeah, Wu-Tang. Throw that ass back, bouquet. bouquet. Call me and I could get it just saying. I could tell you gone off the doors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Careful, mama, why what you say? You, say. you talking to me like your new babe. You talking like you trying to do things. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, Maeve, today you have to be my co-host because, man, wacky schedule is so messed up. Uh, basically, right now, he's rushing all the way to NFT uh, Factory Paris. Uh, whereby they will actually have a live rap radio show hosted by, you know, Faro, Mendo, OSF. So he's kind of rushing there to see, you know what, maybe our man Wacky Chainer will be on the show as well. Uh, guys, today is the first day that we actually combine two shows together. Seems like, you know, tons of people forget the time. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, uh, one hour after this, people will actually get into it. But man, I think us wanting to combine two sh- two shows together is something good it's just that you know suddenly change of time might be a little bit you know too messy for people but you know what we will continue doing this time uh may since you are the co-host i'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to do an intro uh, but how are you doing buddy hey everyone i'm great i'm great Pilk. always always looking forward to everyday session and uh, lots of topics today, lots and lots of topics. <laughs> Super excited! Yep, yep. Shout out to uh, Kamik NFT Paris. He's uh, I I I believe he's meeting a, a wacky later at the NFT Paris. Yeah, yeah. I I DM Kamik. Uh, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, and basically he's like, oh no, I'm I'm going to NFT Paris. I'm like, damn, bro, you have to drop by and meet Wacky Chainer because he's gonna be there. Uh, basically, I think they're going to be in the show um, that is sponsored by the Le- Ledger. 
So um, they are going to do a live rock radio show sponsored by Ledger as well. Um, bro, if you are there, head over to NFT Factory Paris. I think it's going to be lit. All right, guys, let's get started. What's up, PukeCast fam? Hope you're having a puking good day. And as always, welcome to the Asia Web3 motherfucking show. I'm Puke representing the Rock Radio family and our mission is simple. To discuss the latest NFT news update, review case studies, bring up Asia projects and community, but, but most importantly, to be at the forefront of any Web3 DGN crypto play to make some money. Introducing today a new man that hosts the show. He's a brother from another Kaiju mother. He has been with me since the launch of Kaiju Friends. You know, we've been working closely, uh, but unfortunately, I abandoned him and changed my PFP to the phases of Web3 and he's like, nah, no, I'm still going to wrap my Kaiju. He's also known as the guy that gives out chicken bucket. If you guys have received it, he goes by a sound tone called Puck Puck. So welcome to man, Maeve knows NFTs. How are you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm Maeve knows NFTs, but uh, yeah, anyhow, great day. Uh, lots to do. Every day is like a great day to build. There's just so much to do. And uh, I appreciate everybody here, man. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. So the the funny thing is, like, I was thinking, you know, since we are combining two shows together, some will come in at nine thirty, which is our regular show, right? Some will come in at ten thirty, whereby they just wanting to go to the DDA. So now they'd be like, oh, which should I go? And guys, it's all combined into one. But let's get into it because, man, today there are tons of things happening. I have to say, you know, since we're talking about Asian projects, we're talking about, you know, like um, Japanese meta, we're talking about Japanese culture, anime. Have you seen On One Force recent pump? Man, I saw that day, I think it was like three days ago over the weekend, uh, Wizard of Soho purchased one looking on, on one force that's looking, I think, on the right-hand side, right? So, every of them is looking at the left-hand side, but there are a total of 10 uh, characters that's looking on the right, and he spent a whooping of 65 ETH to purchase that. Have you checked it out, brother? Yeah, I saw the notifications when I think everybody, well, mo- most people knew at least. I think it was like, I, I, I know a few notable buyers was Dingaling and uh, like you said, Wizards of Soho. Uh, yeah, like I... I, I saw, I got the no- notifications, man. Like, people were talking about it. What's the sweep? What's the sweep? Star Lordy, man. Star Lordy and team making moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's funny to see, right? We remember back in, like, I, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Uh, sorry, two, three months ago, everybody was saying, hey, you remember this guy, Logan Paul, purchased the Bumblebee for a whooping of 150 ETH. And now it's like $70 or something like that, right? But it's interesting to see how projects like so-called died not to say died but massive crash in the floor price and after that the price the the projects just goes up right like we see it with for example um pudgy penguins right and we see it with even what was the game that massive rock 70 mil pixelmon yeah right we, we see it with pixelmon and now on one force i mean the price is not shooting up but man, a lot of whales are actually buying it. Like I saw, they said, you know, over the last four hours, Machi Big Brother has purchased 95 uh, on one force, coming to same as Dingling, who swept another 95. Man, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? If, if right now the floor price, let me just check the floor price. I think it's like 1.5, right? Is it still a play? What, what do you think? What's happening? Because like the acquisition from like 
Um, they say the team that purchased it is kind of like X Binance, a group of people that who's really experienced in the market that knows how to you know market a project. What do you think, buddy? Bro, you there, bro? <laughs> you rugging me like wacky. Yo, 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 Maeve is there. G-Dub, G-Dub, you have to replace Maeve. Your buddy is <laughs> no, basically just fucking G-M, G-M. Yeah, <laughs> G-M, no problem, no problem. How are you um, doing, buddy? I mean, uh, do, yeah, good, good. Um, back, back to the On One Force. Do we know whether the team, I mean, they, they have a lot of Web3 experience. Do they have much NFT experience? Because I find there's still quite a big gap between, you know, doing well in other Web3 infrastructure, you know, wallets, all that kind of stuff, exchanges, um, there's still a big big gap to uh, running a successful NFT project. Yeah, true. So I, I think that the whole issue is like, we, we have to see in a way that basically a lot of projects that come in, they, even though they are good in marketing, but I think the main factor is the project has to have money to continue building it, right? Like we see, for example, Luca come in, purchase, I think it was like 2 million, pumping in money into the projects. And then because of the projects having money, they do tons of initiative, partnerships. So, I mean, looking at On One Force, it's like a project that is super OG, right? It was created back in August 2021, basically even before I was like super active in the space. And uh, right now it's past like two years already, almost two years. And we're seeing like new money. I mean, if when someone say partner, I'm assuming that it's going to be fresh money flowing inside the projects, right? So when the projects has money, definitely they can spend in terms of, you know, in real life events, they can spend in terms of, you know, doing revamping artwork, doing new collection. So I'm seeing in a way that, you know what? This is kind of like a strategy to bring up the the project. And man, right now I'm looking like the floor price is 1.9. So it's definitely pumping. Maeve, are you back, buddy? Yep, yep, yep. So I I take it that it's true everybody needs capital. I mean, like obviously, like capital is literally your lifeline, right? Uh, but it is really bullish that there are at least uh, these funds or these these groups at least that are buying uh, that they are buying these NFT projects because obviously they see the goodwill in it you know then uh, obviously they can expand on it into other revenue streams and all that well li- literally right if you think about it like uh, Paji Peng is obviously like Luca is a e-commerce guy right he builds brands you know very very obvious like his Paji toy line is you know e-commerce, very, very e-commerce yeah, like yeah. right so uh, I I'm very bullish in that sense uh, obviously like. It's not, I mean, not to say not good, just that, you know, now obviously a change of hands. So that, that's the only thing to take note of. But again, like, I, I'm very bullish that uh, th- these things are happening. These are uh, this acquisition happening. Like, I think last week, uh, who was it? Like, uh, Hades, right? Hades acquired SMB. Yep. If you think about it, even like uh, 2 million to buy Paji Pering, I, I know like 2 million is, is a lot of money. But like, uh, I'm sure like even GW has a lot of experience with uh, uh, PE or acquisitions. Like, 2 million to buy. Uh, SMB, especially SMB, I I feel is uh is pretty worthwhile, man. Because SMB is pretty much tier one. Solana, in, well, yeah, oh, like, they are, they are, yeah. It's like buying a I don't know like the top five projects in Ether, right? 
like any one of it. Like SMB is like OG. Is is SMB the first collection? Like I would see SMB like I mean CryptoPunks of the Solana. Yeah, I I don't know if they're the first, but they're definitely like for for me as well. Like I feel like they are like the punks of uh, Solana. Yeah, yeah, but I love your take in terms of when you talk about like acquisition, right? Um, Luca acquisition makes sense because you know he's an ecom guy and plushies along the line, creating content is along the line. Like ecom guys knows how to create content, know how to gather attention, and knows how to push products, right? Uh, plushies, whatever ecom style. And if you talk about big businesses, like for example, I mean, not not to say uh, it's not good, but when we look at, for example, how Luca bring it up, it's more inviting for the Pudgy Penguin holders compared to like Clonex with Nike, right? Like we have two Clonex here on Space as well, bro. If you want to hop on Space, do let me know. You know, do stick on the request button because we would love to have more speakers on board. But when you look at, for example, big corporations like Nike, they are doing partnership good, big brands selling out. But some of the holders or the sentiment I get is like not everyone is happy about how it's pushing out the projects, right? But when Luca is kind of like, you know, doing multiple lines with one product, maybe that is something that oh, the holders love. What do you think, bro? Maybe it's because of like communication, right? Like if, if you if you look at it, ultimately, uh, I guess like big, obviously big corporations, you know, they they've got a lot of uh, guidelines, uh, legality, which I we fully understand. Like I'm, I'm I even I understand. So I guess like when Luca took over Pudgy Penguins, he was uh he was able to communicate a lot of things uh more freely at least because obviously like he owns he owns his brands, he is the boss of uh, his decisions. So, uh. I think in that regards, that allowed him to stand out a lot more as compared to like uh, your your example of like Colonex being acquired by, you know, a massive corporation, you know, less less stringent at least from, from what I gathered. Yep, yep. And uh, we have two other speakers on stage. Hey, Karmic, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, exciting if I can... Uh... Help uh, you get Pudgy Asian stage at some point. Uh, always my pleasure, man. Like we are talking about Pudgies and you are one Pudgy guy. Bro, how is the experience in Paris? When have you, you just landed? What's your itinerary for today, man? Okay, so f- so I have a question first. Yep, yep, go ahead. Uh, do, would, you, would you like also to have Pudgy China on stage? Would it be right? Sure, man. Would it be sure, cool? Man. And, and and as long as it's, you know, Asian, it's building up the space, I would love to speak to anybody that is doing, like, pushing the, this narrative. Okay. So, and a big shout out to you and to Miv, because, like, Miv, uh, daily uh, analysis and recap is, like, super insightful. Uh, um, so, I live in Paris, basically. I live in 20th District. So, it's a place where there are a lot of uh, Asian people, too. Uh, so I live here. So uh, my program will be today. I'm going to. Uh, I I have maybe two events. One is for sure in a blockchain business school. Then I will go to uh, f- with a French community like the French Daily Dose. Oh, okay. You're going. You're going to that. Wackies will be there as well, so you can meet him there. Yeah. Oh. Yo. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. And and also our daily dose is like uh, there's someone who organizes. There will also be v, like V friends holder and uh, some pudges will go there. And then tomorrow 
there are some NFT parties, the one, and there are already events going on with art blocks, etc. But I'm going to um, Animoca Brands. Um, they go to uh, they go they have a workshop in a company, and so they will be the CEO of Animoca Brands, and they will talk about the Mochaverse, and maybe we can I can link with the topic you just brought up. But yeah, there will be the CEO of Animoca Brands about Mochaverse, and then there will be the Pudgy party. Um, but go- going back to what you said, um, I think that's a trend because uh, with less royalties and uh, and the CEO of Pudgy Penguins, Luca Nets, said that when he bought Pudgy Penguins for 2.4 million, uh, he was aware that with royalties, he would make like he would he would make money quickly out of it, you yeah. know. Uh, and now with the, the current um, market with less royalties because OpenSea is like no 0.5%, um, the projects that we can see boom are the projects who, who do receive some funding. And I've seen that also in other projects. And um, and so that's the first thing about like when there's a VC, you never know if it's going to be part of a big strategy. Say a VC invest in like, 10 different startups or 10 different companies or NFT projects, then if two out of 10 uh, boom, then he's winning, you know? So you can never know or you should draw about what is the strategy of the VC. And then um, the second thing um, is that, as you said, you have to build like other streams of income and major brands that did not understand that fully, meaning like when you see Porsche, for instance, the, the advisors on Porsche, they told them to, to do significant changes and to listen to the community and to lower mean price. But Porsche, they didn't want to listen, even though like floor went up. But as you said, um, I think when you are someone who is like Web3 native, and who has our, another skill set of experience, he can really drive the project forward. So it's not because a project is funded by a VC that it will eventually succeed. But right now with the current state of the market, and we could see that with Utopia Avatars also, they raised 10 million before launch. So I think it's going to be like maybe a lasting trend and some project will die, but uh, definitely the VCs are coming into power in Web3. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good take, right? Like when you see uh, Luca investing in one project, you know that he's all in 100% because he's day in, day out, just talking, rapping pudgies all the way. But when you look at big corporations, they come in, like what you said, right? A lot of angel investors, they have like a portfolio of like what? 20 companies, 50 companies. And uh, for them, it's like, you know, they invest in the money, they let people to run it. And if the hit rates, you know, come back 30% is better, 40% is better, then hey, this is a good investment for me. So let's see, let's see. Because, you know, as you guys know, NFT market is always, you know, speculation in terms of news. Uh, by Like they say, sell, sell the news by the rumor, right? So, I mean, this acquisition, it might be good, it might be bad, but... I mean, for people who has already hold, I mean, I, I don't hold any on one force, but, you know, people who holds it and, you know, now looking at how they bring in it back. Because so far, like even um, the floor price and all dropped, but they are, have been delivering in terms of like, you know, the on one frames and stuff like that. So it's pretty interesting to see. All right. Somebody is requesting on the stage. I'm going to bring him up. Um, Forza, how are you doing, bro? Wait, hey, wait, say me. 
Sorry, I want to chime in a bit. Like, uh, yeah, go ahead, comic. I, I, I love that you, you brought up uh, Porsche. Because uh, earlier, I, I think it was uh, last week, we were talking about this. Because Puma, I think, is uh, minting, uh, minted or minting right now. <laughs> and, uh, done minting, bro. Done, done minting, right? Yeah, so like, I haven't looked at it then. Yeah, so it, it turned out that they did their work really well because it was a 10K supply. 6K, I'm pretty sure, was for nitro holders. And then the remaining was uh, sold at 0.15. I mean, like, uh, even if you piece it out, 4,000 at 0.15 is a very, very tricky number for current market. But uh, overall, like, a lot of people really, really supported. And uh, I mean, like, they even managed to get, like, Bongdo. Like, I, I, I really like Bongdo's art. You know, I, I don't know exactly what's their style, but uh, yeah. It's, it's great to see how... <laughs> Actually, Puma did two collections. Nitro didn't do too well, and then this one now is doing well. So, uh, yeah. Just want to talk a bit on that, but uh, anyway. Yeah, no, no. The the thing is, right? The first collection Nitro, I know it didn't do well because it sell out like I don't know forty percent, right? But I I assume because of that they learned their mistake and they they be like, you know what? Let us learn. And we were talking about this like Puma did everything right in terms of the term they use, the mechanics on how they want to mean. And hey, like everybody knows, open and I mean open edition was trending hard, right? And we have, for example, VVD, we have uh, Jack Butcher and Bondos, his art was trending hard as well. And in, in terms of they getting these top people to be on the team shows that, I mean, they are ready again because like they have so much on the line. And if the second time they fucked up again, it's like really, really fucked already. So in terms of that, I think they'll be like, ah, you know what? We're going to go all in. We're going to do better than previously. And man, like I... I didn't know that they were going to mint so fast. I totally, I mean, just missed it. Uh, but looking at the floor price, I mean, 0.15. And then right now it's at, you know, 0.28. I mean, it, it seems a little bit okay. So it's just pretty interesting to see it. Uh, GW, you got your hand raised. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I just wanted to add, I mean, um, you know, this is with my previous work experience in, in PE funds and all that. I mean, any any time there are acquisitions, uh, it's it's a good sign. Um, you're scared when no one's willing to buy anything. Uh, you know, obviously they've done their analysis. You know, what's the upside? What's the potential earnings? Potential growth? They've done all that work and they've decided. You know, yes, their um, things are looking good, and and let's let's uh, put our money in and and try it. So. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bullish sign when people are willing to make these kind of acquisitions. Yeah, uh, always to you coming. Yeah, it's kind of bullish sign, but I I wanted to point out the fact that uh, you talked about the meta. So basically, when you see like uh, live like a cat, and that's something that Kung's have has been discussing Kung's is from uh, the. Uh, Animoca uh, ecosystem. So it has uh, a Kung Genesis and Cubes and uh, Sunyoga Pets. So basically what he did is like he went to see Japanese people, Japanese holders, because people are different like mindset when it goes to holding or trading NFTs. And in Japan, it seems that the people are buying NFTs. And we know that most Japanese people in NFTs can be like wealthy and they hold it. So the floor price doesn't go down. So it's something also like, who are you holders? But for VC, 100%, it's a good sign. But once again, when you look at the whole Animoca ecosystem, uh, and I'm sure you guys are aware, there are so many projects. 
like the for instance animoca strategy to me seems like they're buying everything and like there are some projects that are going to fail but are some that are going to succeed so to me like of course it's a good sign but when we see some big vc firms like animoca brands buying every nft project or launching every nft project of course it's good for the whole ecosystem but for sure there are some projects that are not going to work so and like you're right that vc is nice because it means they've got due diligence and business opportunity etc um uh, but once again you ha you have to add nuance and to see that and and just for instance mocavers have you seen what they did like they just put major fud or they said okay with the royalties we cannot give as much utility and we are delaying the mint yep, so yep. it's like who is the vc if it's like a vc who just has let's say money to launder let's say uh, i know there is something like that i don't know maybe dirty money from from china i don't know <laughs> no, it just, just, it's a one yes you know like okay we, we need to invest that money or uh, if it's like animoca who is on a sh on a shopping spree you never can be sure so I would say, yes, it's a good thing that the VC buys something and it's a good sign and the signal makes that the floor price goes up. Uh, but to me, it's also Dior regarding which, who is the VC, you know? Yep, yep. It, Man, it's not you, you, are pulling, you are pulling reference uh, from, for example, Live Like a Cat and stuff like that. You will get me excited because this guy has been on and on with me about, you know, Japanese projects. And uh, if you look at my profile, basically, I posted this thing is to join the Japanese project as well because all influenced by Maeve. So shout out to you, Maeve. But I mean, in terms of how they are doing or how they move in the market, it's like really... I mean, surprising to see, right? Uh, because like the way that they do, the way that the committee support, this is something that, you know, I have never witnessed before. And like they are just on and on. Like, for example, Ikahaya was doing like AMAs, daily AMAs, um, you know, during the launch time of, uh, I think it was Crypto Ninja Mark, um, crypto ninja were they are like seven hours inside the ama so i mean the in terms of how they are doing it is is really interesting uh i have new speakers on stage uh glaren um always glad today you finally is not rock and you are able to hop on stage how are you doing god damn i'm so glad i'm not wrong <laughs> <laughs> what what happened I, yesterday i don't know it must have been like the you know third world uh, internet connection i don't know uh, but yeah super glad i finally got to hang out on this stage and um just uh like a, a couple of things uh, i want to build up of on what karmic said earlier um i just want to agree on the fact about the japanese uh, collectors because in my community uh, i it is also one thing that has been observed that japanese holders tend to like hold they, it's like they don't give a fuck about really you know not manipulating but they really don't they're not really super invested in in the movement or the activity or the volume they they buy and then they just hold because they like it but in comparison like it they're super chill in comparison to like chinese markets because i remember before there was a chinese meta and there were some projects before that tagged themselves as the next 
or the Asian BAYC or the Asian Azuki or the Asian. Um, <laughs> we always hear that, right? Like yeah, we always yeah. hear that. Yeah, but there was a. I remember a time last year when that Asian blank meta happened, and we would be like, "Okay, China's awake now," and we would be seeing like crazy activities. I remember this project called oh, what was it? Um, Metarim, and like it got so pumped, it was supposed to be like the mecca, Asian mecca, meta, and. Yeah, it was so crazy. Like the Chinese don't give a fuck; they just throw money. So, <laughs> so the, the, well, sometimes like that's quote unquote Chinese money for you. But yeah, that's one point. Uh, second point is about the acquisition. I um, Oni Force was actually my first PFP. Like it was my first. Like oh, you you yeah. excited right? <laughs> yeah. It got, got you excited right now. It, no it wonder you're excited. like, you know what? I want to hop on stage right now. You guys are talking about on one force. So my back you. is gonna get pumped. Oh my god! Can I just say it's not on one force? It's like only force, man. It's only force. It's not on it's one. Force. Ah, it's not shit. on one force, man. Oh my god! You just oh my god! The hands down, guys. Come on, come on. But yeah, I mean um. Only, only Force is a special place in my heart, not only just because it's the first PFP project that I had, like, I had experience on. Oh, man, like, when I minted it, and then I just saw, like, it shot up in the next few hours after minting, it shot up to, like, 7 ETH. Like, for someone, like, if you're a baby trader or a baby minter, you just freeze, because you're like, what the fuck is happening? I spent like 0. 0.0777 and now it's like times a hundred. And, but yeah, that was a roller coaster ride. And uh, one of the things that OniForce um, pioneered was the whitelist system with the nameless. And then the second one was back in the early days of OniForce, their community was super, super vibrant. People were role playing. There were channels for, um, there were channels for, Basically, just people talking, and I met a lot of great people, and then the whole clusterfuck happened, and it was just <laughs> that deterioration of faith, and then while that clusterfuck was happening, I just found out that some of my friends who were super invested, who were mods in OniForce, who were working in community projects tied to OniForce, they just lost hope, and... Uh, a year later, I find out that they're like, they've left. So it's kind of like a heartbreaking thing to see this kind of trajectory. But now with the acquisition, um, it, sorry for the dog. It's our neighbors. Um, oh, God damn. Go ahead, go ahead. Wait. But yeah, I'm so glad for this acquisition. God, let me walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you just lose your focus every time the dog barks. But uh, before I throw it to Gavin, my man, Wacky China, bro, how are you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. I'm here. I'm here. I'm in the office. I'm about to connect to Wi-Fi. So give me just five minutes. I'm all getting set up and I'm bringing Ingrid with me afterwards. Uh, bonjour, bonjour. Co-host me, co- co- me so I can change the title as well of the space. Co-host me. Okay, I'll, I'm going on mute. <laughs> All right, all right. Cool, guys, cool. All right, uh, up to you, buddy. Oh, um, I just wanted to make a correction for what uh, Kamek said. 
Um, Animoca is not a investor in the Yoga Pets uh, project with Kongs. They they know each other. They've met, um, but they're not an investor. Uh, just to clear that up. All right, all right. Um, yeah, come and go here, buddy. No, no, thank you because it's not always clear because they say the Animoca uh, ecosystem. So thank you for uh, correcting me, and I was not aware of it. So thank you. Yeah, the 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 ecosystem is like huge, right? Like I think some of it is like their friends, some of it is like their partners, some of it is like investors. I mean, we okay. So the whole main purpose of why we want to combine two shows together is because we want to focus in terms of picking for example like the top ecosystem to talk about it because i believe like you know when we talk about building up asia it's always going to be about the projects so we have for example like the esports guy in in the market we have like the whole ecosystem of animoca we have the oak ecosystem of like Keong's, Mingland, and then we also have like the Japanese uh, ecosystem. So right now, what we're trying to do is kind of like focus, deep dive into these kind of projects. And of course, man, like when I see only one force, right? Glaren, I got it. I got it right, right? Only one force. (laughs) All right. Uh, Make this kind of move. Obviously, I'm going to cover it because, hey, uh, I heard Maeve today told me that uh, actually the first Japanese meta is not really Azuki. It's only one. So I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on to moving on to the next thing. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. Like, have you guys heard or have you guys seen this post? Basically, Patman Blur, or as you guys know, we are back to the royalty discussion again on the third day but hey man like he just showed like you know what he said I'm gonna decide to dox and the best thing is this like every time when they do this kind of thing and you hear or see their background it's like I mean like wow because my background was doing e-commerce and I always for example creating when I create website I need to use Namecheap to buy domain right it's either GoDaddy or it's Namecheap so basically Pac-Man Blur this guy before he entered Web3 he was building under the Peter Tail um, scholarship, building this thing called Name Brands, and it sold to Namecheap. So, in terms of like tech wise, in terms of like you know strategy, building up of such a huge project. I mean, Namecheap is is very big in the domain market, right? So, uh, I think uh, basically, uh, Maeve has also pinned it up. So, I mean, this is just some knowledge that you guys. I mean, it's it's interesting to see these guys that, for example, when they go up or when they build something, they are actually somebody that has built like amazing products in Web2. All right, guys, just a little hit, hit, uh, reminder for you guys. Do help us to like and retweet the space. If you go up to the main thing, basically, if anybody is, who's new here, who doesn't know what PewCast is all about, we also have a long thread stating you know, what we want to build. And basically, this is the first day that we are doing the 9.30 p.m., and my target is to go as long as possible, for example, one and a half hours. If it's like, you know, super interesting topic or we get good guesses and then we can go up to two hours mark. But this is just something that I would love, love, love to do. All right, Wacky, are you ready with the Wi-Fi? I see you have changed the title. You are ready to kind of like bring in some controversial topic. You got lap versus rider rips. Man, what are you talking about, bro? IP, IP. Ooh. <laughs> IP I'm, battle, still, man. 
it's like it's like no today we're gonna do another versus it's not gonna be OS and Blur it's gonna be the big boys and another big boy tell us a little bit on this Becky okay you're gonna get mad echoes here we need to sort things out here so give me just one second we need to get set up give me one second <laughs> All right, so Wacky is actually live with um, another guest in the office. So he's going to... You're going to speak from one account, right? Basically, two voice from one account, right? I'm assuming it. All right, so next up, I want to announce uh, this to you. So this is basically a rock radio initiative, but uh, basically, it's only two days. Let me just share a little bit. This is not alpha, guys, but this is a little bit something if you are not keen in the ecosystem, you want to build something, then this is for you. So uh, rock radio they utilize NounsDAO, which is another, um, as you guys know, NounsDAO is one of the biggest treasury, right? And they have this thing called a prop house. So basically, the prop house is something that people submit a proposal and the holders of Rug Radio can vote. So the best thing about this is you don't have to be a Rug Radio holder, all right, guys? So as long as you know you have an idea, basically, this is just the start. But in two days' time, they will pick out five proposals. So it's as simple as go to, all right, let, let me just give you a little bit more details. So you go to prop.house, P-R-O-P dot H-O-U-S-E slash rock dash radio, all right? Uh, later, I will pin it up or if you guys want to know, just let me know. I will share it together, share it with you as well. I, I, I but, pinned it really puke. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. So main, just pin it up. So basically, the treasury has 1,000 400 ETH, alright? So that is a very huge treasury, but they are not giving out all. They are just testing the theory. So they want, so you can propose anything. You don't have to be a rock radio holder. Once you propose it, basically, they will pick five of the best proposal and reward you 0.5 ETH. I know it's not a lot, but it is a step because this is something that right now they said, hey, they are trying to give out slowly testing the system. And I believe as you know, the proposal become bigger, as the proposal become greater, this is something for you guys to do. So this basically right now, this is a little bit alpha, which is a little, right now there's only seven proposals there. And so, hey man, I mean, out of seven, they have to pick five. The chances is quite high. So if you guys have any ideas on, you know, how you want to, for example, tap into uh, the Rock Radio ecosystem, or you guys just want to contribute there, do send your ideas because holders will be able to vote after two days and then, you know, they will just reward it. So not too sure whether it's two weeks once, not too sure whether it's one week once, but I mean, this is a great initiative to kind of like attract more people to build up the Rock Radio brand. All right, Maeve, what do you have for us? Shall we go into the GM news while Wacky is getting ready? Yep, 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 let's do that. Let's do that up. Uh, sorry, man. Shit, I don't have... You know, Wacky said that he's going to do it in French, right? Like, he's total bullshit. Like, French, Frenchman, come on. Come on, Wacky. You just gone like that. Right, so it's the GM News GW to you, buddy. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, today is the 23rd of February, 2023. It is Thursday. Um, this is the daily TradFi update. Uh, we keep up to date on global macro events because these still affect our crypto prices. Um, today, over to the US, uh, largely flat. We've got the S&P 500 down 0.1%, NASDAQ up 0.1%. 
and the major tech stocks up 0.1%. Uh, to Europe, FTSE 100 is down 0.2%. Uh, to Asia, Hong Kong is down 0.3%. We've got China down 0.1%. Korea is up 0.9%. Then the last two, Japan down 1.3%, Singapore down about 1%. Uh, the reason for that, Singapore announced their inflation has increased to 6.6%. Uh, food prices have increased 8.1% uh, year on year, which is the highest in 14 years. Uh, we've also seen um, the cost of living, mainly the housing and the transport, also increasing a lot in Singapore. So um, that is the daily TradFi update. Uh, over to Maves. Thanks, G to my M. Now, this is Maeve knows NFTs. OFR fund acquires only one force. Coinbase and wearable teases blue dot, yellow dot, rumored partnership with Jack Butcher. So just a bit of alpha on alpha. I actually uh, just got news that Coinbase should be launching their own L2. Uh, I'll, I'll most likely cover this tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I, ju I just got this like literally minutes ago. Then uh, I've got Sappy Seals, a partnership with Fracton Protocol, uh, basically setting up a fractionalized N NFT ETF named High Seals. Traveling Sappy Sealsman, uh, using Pixel Token Auction is happening right now on BTC. MetaMask allows storing of ordinals. Kevin Rose provides a list of proof, releases, and updates. Uh, OX Ari, X Bandai, and uh, Ubisoft join Star Symphony. Lastly, 1400 Plus Eve uh, by the Rock Radio DAO set up to fund top voted initiatives. Back to you, Puke. Hey, 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 I see, you know, Wacky is coming on stage, dropping on stage. So let's just get him sorted out. But today, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. Let's just deep dive in a little bit in terms of like the things that is happening. Because, man, like I want to know, for example, Maeve, these days, what kind of projects that you are looking for? You know, is there anything that is hype right now in your radar? Do share with us, bro. <laughs> so uh i i wanna whew, i gotta go back i gotta go back so like just now karmic karmic and uh glaren both of you talked about two very very important things so let, let, let's talk on the cmp first because you know like oh my god like when it, when i when it comes to cmp there's a lot to talk about like fundamentals and everything so i fully agree with you coming like uh of everybody in the space right now uh the so from my observation at least cmp hayato and everyone uh, relating to CMP are pretty chill about variety changes. Uh, well, obviously right now, <laughs> OS was caught uh, increasing 0% uh, fees to 0.5% creator fees. So technically not fees, but you know, OS just doing OS things, whatever. I don't, I don't get into that, but you know, OS just doing OS things. Uh, but yeah, so Hayato and friends are pretty much very chill about no almost no royalties or no royalties because like you said, they have got so many revenue streams, right? Uh, like LLAC recently, uh, they, they, are, they, are, they are rewarding SBT. Uh, so, sorry, SBT is an acronym for Soul Bounded Tokens. Um, so they, they, they're doing free mints, you know, they're doing a little merchandises to reward uh, SBT, SBT holders. 
which is amazing. Uh, which is also like something that most, uh, most I guess like uh, non-Japanese projects right now are kind of starting. But uh, looking at how like uh, Pudgy Penguins, right? Uh, I'll use Pudgy as an example. Uh, I, I do believe that I, I do believe that uh, Luca and his team definitely will once once this like gets out like uh like yesterday I believe so they basically managed to uh, I think it was the day before they they had a partnership with uh, retail monsters so I I can also see like Luca being on the scale with like CMP, uh, which is you know they are definitely looking to scale heavily. Uh, obviously there are a few other acquisitions that happened uh, the past few weeks, but you know when when they do something then we we'll only cover it. But yeah. Uh, Japanese uh, projects, uh, Hayato and friends are very, very agile. They they are like really, really agile in whatever they're doing. They're doing courses. They they're actually offering. Um, I won't call it like consulting, but they basically uh bridge web uh, web two companies into web three through their expertise in the space. Then uh yeah, CMP man. So well, saying that though, uh, to get Japanese free mints or almost free mint, right? They like to charge like that zero point zero 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 thing. Uh, I guess like the the one that's happening, I think in uh, tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, would be Mosquito Family. And uh, the one that I don't think uh, pretty much impossible to get would be the Makimono Red Scroll Mint for the uh, Yamato no Orochi. <laughs> Damn the names. I got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, every time when... when okay, wait, 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 guys, word, I'll pin, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every time when Dave say the word Hayato, I'm like, ah, shit, here he goes again, round and round. Uh, he goes with the names, the Japanese projects, but man, the ecosystem is so huge. Like, I seen, you know, you remember you talk about, like, the uh, Crypto Ninja Punks uh, nouns, right? And right now, their treasury, I mean, it's selling at 5 ETH per noun. I mean, it's doing great. It's like the 8 day. So, Everything that he launched so far, this is one guy that I've seen every collection from almost free min up to like a crazy floor price. Like you, we would see, for example, this one guy launching free upon free, and then you can see like slowly the hype goes down, right? But it's not to this Japanese project. And of course, we have the number one farmer, which is uh, of course the uh, Digi Daigaku. But besides that, like Japanese project, <laughs> this guy he is single handedly like attacking or dominating the Japanese market. I mean, it's crazy. Lordy, Lordy. Ha- hello, hello. I'm so sorry it took so, lo- so long to get me set up. Twitter <laughs> is massively bugging me. I'm trying Make to connect to the internet. You, you, know, you know what? You wouldn't believe. So I came specifically in the office so that Ingrid and I could be here, kind of do an interview style. Well, I, I forgot my earphones. Ingrid doesn't have earphones either. So I am right next to I'm in the server room right next to the Wi-Fi all by myself to make sure that I get connection. So you guys are at the same place, but because doing Twitter spaces, you have to be separate, right? In different rooms, Yeah. <laughs> It's okay, um, bro. Bro, I know you. A for effort, definitely. It's okay, bro. Like, as long as the show goes on, we got you covered, buddy. It's NFT <laughs> Paris. I am a little bit more forgiving than usual, man. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, before I introduce Ingrid, Karmic uh, Car- Tom, I saw, I-, I sent you a DM. I saw you responded. I'm not touching DMs right now because I don't want to mess up <laughs> to, uh, my Twitter, but I saw you going to uh, the Puff the puff thing later. I will see you there, buddy, but let's exchange DMs. Okay, cool. See you there, uh, and uh, welcome to our great uh, French lady. <laughs> wow, very good, very good. Here we go. Karmic Tom's doing the Hello. Interview. 
Pleased to meet you. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I'm happy that you are finally here. Did Wacky give you a hard time? Uh, yes, Wacky is giving the insight of our problem. Please be discreet, my dear. <laughs> well, no, I'm very happy uh, of uh, being uh, here and invited by the rate that I mean in uh, NFT London actually. And um, well, welcome. Uh, do you want me, uh, do you want it to introduce myself? So, so oh, exactly. Oh, so oh, I, was Derek... give a, yeah. I was about to give a little bit introduction, uh, which is we, so Ingrid and I met at NFT London while I still was the head of business development at Alex 2Y2. And uh, she was the first one to talk to me about the NFT factory because I hadn't kept in touch with what was going on in France. And she told me, she says, hey, you know, there's this great place in, in Paris. It's dedicated to NFTs. And I couldn't believe it. I looked into it. It looked really awesome. As it turned out, Ingrid, not only uh, she is by trade a lawyer and she's now focusing on Web3 and IP specifically related to Web3, but she happens to also be the co-founder of the NFT factory. So quite quite an amazing combo. I just went there this morning and I happened to meet another one of her co-founders who I interviewed as well. So I'm, uh, we're going around meeting all the founders of the NFT factory today, which is which is quite awesome. Now, this is not what we're here to talk about today. What I really wanted to get uh, Ingrid to, to talk about today was the fact that she has been looking into all the various lawsuits, the, the big name lawsuits that have been happening in the space, namely Yuga Labs versus Ryder Rips. Uh, she also looked into Tarantino, you know, Quentin Tarantino and Miramar. I don't know if you guys know about this, but he was trying to issue some secret, not secret, but some unpublished scenes or unpublished scripts, if I remember correctly, from, what was it, Pulp Fiction and, and other ones of them. And Miramar basically sued him because they claimed that those, even though they were never published, belonged to Miramar and not to him personally. Anyway, long story short, we are here today to focus more on Yuga Labs versus Ryder Rips because there are various ways. I think the various countries all around the world uh, are looking at things differently. So Ingrid very kindly uh, accepted to come and join us today to talk about all of this. So Ingrid, I gave a little bit of introduction, but maybe over to you. What I'm particularly fascinated about is how did you move from Web2 to looking into Web3 and also to founding the NFT factory. So if you could give us a bit of background about yourself before talking about Yuga, that would be great. And welcome, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for the introduction. Well, I am um, an IP lawyer, especially entertainment and digital uh, lawyer for a long time. I won't say how many, but uh, for a long time. So uh, I'm very focused uh, first on um, uh, creative and uh, cultural industries for uh, help artists, but also artists but also producers well I'm very very involved in, the, in this world and then in uh, 2017 I discovered the blockchain so that was of course not NFT's area but the blockchain and the blockchain I tried to to um, to understand technology and of course the the meaning of the blockchain that the purpose of the blockchain, of course, uh, we know about Bitcoin and so, but this is the under, underlying protocol I was interested in. And I found there a great opportunity 
for the the renewal of um, of the cultural and the uh, creative industries, especially in the movie business, especially uh, for artists, especially for a lot of uh, creative industry music, of course, and I found that wonderful. And then I started to study the technology, to um, have a prospective view of what's going to happen in the law. Uh, uh, do we have to have new law to adapt the old one? How it's going to be uh, in international law? And of course, the American were very advanced and um, so my first uh, step, my first look was what's happening in the US about the law. Of course we have the financial way but um, my speciality is IP lower official uh, speciality so what's happening in the IP um, area in the uh, with the blockchain and especially of course for two years in the NFT ecosystem so that's why I became also um, first uh, French uh, Federation of uh, Professional of Blockchain FFPB and um, in 2008 and uh, in 2018, sorry. And um, then after last year, exactly one year ago, I joined um, John Cup, with uh, the, the great founder, with a, a really a, a, a amazing man. Maybe you met him, Derek. I don't know. Um, Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Let me deal with it. <laughs> And uh, I was first before we founded the, the, the we co-founded the NFT factory with all the first fifty uh, persons uh, very involved in the uh, in the ecosystem already, including Sebastian Borge from Sandbox, but not only him. Uh, uh, with Ariane, La Collection, and uh, a lot of people, very very interesting. Uh, before that, I was the first legal um, speaker for uh, my uh, monthly podcast on NFT Morning. NFT Morning is was first on Clubhouse uh, in, uh, during the pandemic, but now it has moved uh, in Twitter space every morning from 9 to 10. And every month I'm giving um, a legal uh, for one hour, a legal perspective about all NFTs. So we are now 443 podcasts, and I don't know, maybe either 25. And uh, we have a lot of uh, people who uh, listen to us in replay, and maybe uh, 50, uh, 60 person. Uh, uh, when uh, when it's on, on live. live, live on air, yeah, yeah, wow. it, 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 it's fascinating because now the space is going to become, I think, more and more legal, especially given this whole royalty debate that is happening at the moment. Um, having a legal framework is really going to be more and more important, I think. Puke, I see you're just unmuted as well. Yeah, uh, we have two main uh, legal areas, uh, the finance, the regulation, of course, 
And the other end, the um, I mean, all three actually three legal big legal issues. Of course, the IP, trademark, copyright, and uh, potentially patent. That uh, no one knows, but I see that from a uh, long time. Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to you working in the silver room? Uh, Is everything okay, bro? Yeah, someone tried to call me, and and now I'm on I'm on speaker. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I see you. You put a a photo, but you know, on my website there is a photo of uh, our um, NFT uh, factory co-founder. The first photo we we took. It's on my website. You can maybe put it. It's a a, a big photo where published in all over place. And, uh, yeah, okay. it's, okay. Okay. it's Maeve, one of our co-hosts. He, he was sleuth, you know, he's a little spy, Maeve. That's very well found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Ingrid, we, we can yeah. only pin tweets, so I don't know if I can be able to put something from the website. Um, but look, this is, this is fascinating. So let, let's, let's dig into things. Um, yes. And let, let's start with Yuga Labs and, and Rider Rips, and then it would be really interesting to hear a little bit more about what you think of all those royalties, because obviously Animoca is potentially thinking of going more the legal route. But anyway, that's the topic for afterwards. So Yuga versus Rider Rips. Can you probably set the stage first and explain, because there are real subtleties in terms of what Yuga really sued Ryder for. Um, they, if I remember correctly, uh, obviously you're the expert, but I think they didn't sue him for the IP itself, maybe because it wasn't, it wasn't uh, registered. But anyway, set the stage, explain exactly what happened uh, with the lawsuit. Yes, very interesting. Uh, also for defense, and I will give my comments um, maybe with some comparison with the French law, a, Europe, a European French and French law. So first, the background. Um, of course, Yugalox uh, filed a lawsuit against Reader Rips, uh, as you know, over the sale of alleged copycat NFTs and a consumer scheme related to board Ape Yet Club, of course. What was uh, the basis of this, um, this uh, lawsuit? This basis was first, uh, oh, well, the trademark, the, the, the infringement uh, of trademarks. And this is, trademarks are part of the IP, of course. And they choose the trade, trademarks against first uh, all uh, trademark uh, that has been already registered. That's the BAYC, of course, BAYC name, BAYC logo, and also the school, the skull uh, hape. So there are three um, uh, trademarks that were involved. And second uh, basis, unfair competition, false advertising, cyber squatting, of course, because of the, the domain name. And um, why did they choose that? Because the, the copycat collection uh, uh, 
reproduce yes that's a picture thank you uh, copycat collection reproduce um, the original images of course of the apes and there's also the the, the uh, reader rips also uh, claim that he is going to have a future marketplace called ape market and that's going to um, rise a confusion with consumers um, that could think that it's really related to the real um, uh, Yugalabs. So they also t uh, told that they are going to uh, launch a new collection named Air Air B uh, I see. Sorry, I see. So that's why um, they, we have four. Uh, basis of these uh, claims and for um, qualified and legal basis, uh, trademark and fair competition, false advertising and cyber squatting. So is that clear for the background? Yep, yep. And I, I think this case has been going on for like a very long time because I know like he was like, you know, creating website, creating threads and just going or him, him at you know uh Yuga Labs, right? And he even even launched a collection and it sold out. Um, yeah. But it, it, in terms of like in terms of like the legal issue and fighting, is he still like going on and on with it? Like, where is the money coming from to do such a lawsuit? I don't know. Really, I don't know that. But uh, we think there is a collective behind him. Uh, to to you mean about uh, reader rips? That's why. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we think there is a collective of people behind him. We don't know exactly uh, whom, but all the lawyers says that there is probably a, a, a very mysterious collective. Also, we don't know because you know that they, they, they are, you know the the the. The defense rights of uh, of, um, of reader rips it's that um, the, the collection uh, reveal links uh, to right supremacist movement and submersive Nazi troll culture. So, yeah, yeah. who knows? Like I've, who's I've, I've seen that? him. <laughs> yeah, I I assume that he has some kind of like huge backing because man, I mean, in terms of saying the threats. The traits of like white BAYC has that you no know, Nazis influence in terms of the logo. So I'm seeing like you know there are tons of uh, I mean tons of kind of like backing and his research basically like this is one guy that spent so much time uh, creating a website, finding traits one by one to do it. I mean, like the motivation behind it has to be not just him, but probably like like what you say, right? A collective of people behind him. Wacky, what do you think, man? Like so far, I'm looking at collection. No collection in the NFT, like the top ten, has such an issue, except for like this BAYC Yuga Labs versus Rider Rips. Like the rest of it, so far, there's no IP issues and stuff like that. So it's just fascinating to see that you know this guy. Or I don't know who is him. Is kind of like going head on, on and on for several months, and is still like I'm looking at his post right now. His Twitter is just full of you know people coming to him, and he's getting tons of supporters as well. 
Yeah. Maybe oh, I, yeah. There is something can is I... interesting I can add. Um, when you say there is no such IP um, lawsuit, it's not really the same context, but there is an, a big IP lawsuit, especially from a French luxury company that is Hermes, against, uh, you know, Mason, uh, Mason Rothschild about the Birkin bag. So uh, this is completely different, but there, this is another lawsuit that is very, very, um, that was very, uh, um, we were waiting for the Popular, issue. Yeah. yeah. And um, I must say something also about Reader Rips. The first um, defense uh, argument raised is what uh, was uh, Yuge Lips uh, um, was saying that is not a proper artist. He's completely unknown, and no one could uh, give him the etiquette of artist, real artist. I mean, who is a real artist? That was also uh, the argument uh, raised in uh, Hermes versus um, um, Mason Rutchett. Hermes said, was this guy is not really an artist. So from a French and European point of view, this is completely vain. We, we have a neutral approach of, um, of the, the, the copyright and the infringement. We, uh, the judge, I mean, the judge and the lawyer doesn't have to take this in, con in consideration. Or you are a young artist, a known artist, or a, a celebrity in the art uh, market uh, or art industry and so ever, you don't have to, to, to get this support. This argument couldn't be raised in a French or European uh, um, lawsuit. That's what I want to say first. Yeah, it, it's fascinating how, how this is going to pan out. So where do things stand at the moment? What What is sort of the latest, um, you know, Development. what has happened? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what has happened? Because I think a lot of things have been moving. There's been a lot of moving parts. Just a quick, just a quick one. Pugh, you were saying, uh, you know, that, uh, well, actually it was even you, Ingrid, that you were saying there are a lot of people, probably influential people behind him. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, when, when there's so much money at stake, right? And, and also, it, it, if anything, it's a huge publicity stunt. You, we never know what's happening behind the scenes. So as you say, it does seem strange that one guy, one lone wolf is going after such a big entity. Um, so yes, what are the latest developments? What's, what's been happening? And also, the, the lawsuit is, has been filed in California, yeah. am I right? Yeah, yeah. California, sorry. Um, uh, Central District, California. I'm not very used to that, but it's California, yes. Okay. And so, yeah, t tell us more about sort of where, where things are at the moment. Yeah, it's very interesting because um, um, Reader, Reader Rights uh, raised uh, defense rights. So we have already uh, all the issues raised by him. And this is very interesting. So let me tell you about three um, defense um, arguments. First, uh, for his defense, uh, reader right say, well, we, we use, I use appropriation art. Uh, this is a movement uh, in uh, Web3 and um, appropriation art 
allow people to use as a satire. Sorry, a satire. I don't know if I, my pronunciation is satire. 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 Sorry, satire, and also um, to use to use it as um, to educate people in NFT in general. And to reveal, of course, the link to white supremacist and uh, submersive, um, submersive na Nazi troll culture. Because of the token, token uh, crop symbol, if I remember the, 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 exactly what was they, they referring uh, to, token crop, crop symbol who was a Nazi symbol at the time. Or is it true or not? Who knows? Everybody can have an idea about that. I mean, there is no, we don't know if there is an investigation, but I know something that uh, is very uh, specific to uh, American law is that they didn't want to raise a defamation, defame uh, against. Defamation, right. Yeah, yes, defamation. They didn't want to raise this kind of a lawsuit because they were they were um, not afraid, but we don't know the issue of this kind of a defamation, and it's um, more complicated. So, for the moment, we don't have a defamation issues inside this lawsuit, but who knows? Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of very difficult to say that there are no Nazi symbols in the collection. I mean, some, you know, <laughs> it's, some of them are pretty clear, right? So uh, I think that's probably why they didn't, they didn't go with the defamation lawsuit. Yeah. But um, so, okay. So what are they? There, uh, oh, sorry. sorry. There, there is an, another um, issue that I've been raised for the defense, right? That is very interesting because it's quite new. This is the technological uh, defense um, argument. It's about the nature of the link between the work of art and the token. I mean, um, the URL does not reproduce in itself or represent the work of art. This is completely... Uh, I mean, if the link is provided for acting, uh, for financial uh, purpose, we consider in, in Europe and in France that there is an act of reproduction. So in the US, we don't know the exact position about that, but it's linked to the technological um, um, way when uh, where uh, of what is in itself an NFT, and there is another technological issue. It's the link provide a public available image, so this could not lead to an infringement. That is two men uh, technological uh, argument raised that deserve really a deep reflection and there is a real difference between the French and European uh, um, court uh, and maybe the, the US law. So that's what I wanted to say about the difference rights that was real, I know, I don't know the lawyer, maybe you know them, but they are 
very, very skilled and very, very um, uh, pertinent in their arguments. And you also. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, suing one another in the U.S. is that people just do it for fun. You know, they, they, they just yes. try to find anything, anything yes. that they can find. They, they sue each other. So, <laughs> um, Karmic Tom, I see you had your hand raised for a little bit. You want to chime in and you probably have a question for Ingrid. Uh, no, thank you, Ingrid, uh, because uh, I didn't follow the technological uh, point and yeah. uh, and just to give a, a bit of context, so basically Bordeaux Yacht Club, if you want to abbreviate it faster, you say bike. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, but, but, but I'm French too. I'm oh my French God. And I, yeah, and like I had to uh, Now it's bike. Uh, forgive forgive French, please be nice. No, but I'm French too. I love it when you pronounce it full. Bordeaux Yacht Club, you gotta go full. You gotta see this right there. No, 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 no. No, no, just, just to give you background, because that's, to me, that's an important case about Web3 and imagery. And uh, for anybody that didn't watch it, I invite you to watch Board Ape Nazi Club on YouTube and to make your own opinion about the case. Um, but just to give you a bit of context, because I've, I've made a lot of research about this when this went out, because I wanted to make my own opinion. And basically, there were a lot of people who were uh, against Rider Reefs, saying that what Hugo Laz had done for Web3 mm. shouldn't be taken away. But to give you some context about Rider Reefs and about his funding, so basically, he's the son of a super rich family. And thanks to his family, he had, had access to exhibitions. So if you look into it, his artistic past, it's basically thanks to the connection of his family. And basically, that's how he got his funding. And to me, the main case that could be made, the main point that could be made is that he did it, of course, maybe for ideas, but also for money. And I've talked with people in California who have like, who gave me some insights. So basically, they described him as a, an, an artist without talent that was just surfing on his parents' money to make money and when they say it's not a financial appropriation actually he did a lot of money with this and so that's kind of tricky because he really made himself a lot a lot of money with that thing and uh, I even got like our mic myself uh, but uh, there was really a lot of money involved and like Mason Rothschild uh, those people who use the argument of conceptual art but are actually like stealing intellectual property uh, should be made. But just to give you some context, Ryder Reeves is like a spoiled child, to what I know, who has like a family with a lot of backing behind him. That's why when there was a trial, he said, okay, I have money and my family has money. Let's do this. I mean, hey, having money behind you always helps to try and take down the big giant. So there's no question about this. And also, as any artist, he's trying oui? to promote himself, right? So there's there's nothing better than uh, such a huge, such a huge scene, such a huge project to try and take down. It, it's a huge marketing thing for him, right? But then, obviously, there are there are aspects of the collection that do look look questionable, right? Whether the guys are indeed Nazi supported or not, there's no question that some of the items are. And 
a lot of the criticism from the community has been like, look, guys, it is undeniable that those some of those items you have in there are of a, a questionable context. And they never said, OK, sorry, we made a mistake or, you know, they, they or we'll remove them. They just keep they just keep going at it. So I think that's that's one of the things. But, but anyway, the, the, the important thing is what sort of precedent does this set for the NFT industry? Right. What are we thinking? What is considered? an IP, right? Because yes. the whole point, Sorry. one of his whole, one of his whole concept was that by definition, a NFT, it, the definition of it, the naming, it says it's a non-fungible token, which means that it cannot be copied, right? So his premise was that you can either, even if you replicate the image, you are still not making an actual copy of the item because it will never be the same token, right? So, so where does this, um, where is the line there for future artists in terms of actual IP? And you know, once you have made a collection, for example, and it becomes successful, do you need to register the IP somewhere, or how, you know, what sort of precedent does this set for the future? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, well, maybe there is a, a common uh, um, uh, thing that everyone in the world, uh, every lawyer, IP lawyer in the world, I agreed. It's NFT itself, uh, as such, is not copyright copyrightable. NFT itself, I mean the token and all the, the technology and this is not copyrightable itself. What is copyrightable? This is the image image underlying the token. Okay? So the the copyright the, the infringement can only be raised about this image. And what can we say about this image? Is it copyrightable? Is it raising a, um, a copy a originality? Is it copyright that could protect this image? This is the main subject, and there is another one that I'm going to say after. Well, we can say from um, the the American law point of view that there is a minimum of creativity, uh, but the big issue, especially now, it's that. Uh, this collection result of a generated image by an AI, an AI, artificial intelligence. And we know for the American law that the U.S. Copyright Office refused um, to register a creation only created by a computer algorithm um, and this is a risk. I think that UG Lips doesn't uh, want to take. So that's why they don't uh, um, um, make the claims on copyright. This is sure we are uh, all American lawyers uh, agree agree on that point. In France, um, we consider that the creation is the creation of a human mind. Creation de l'esprit, and it is uh, a it is a, um, protected by the copyright law if it is original. Original is not defined by the French law, but defined by all the case law for maybe uh, one hundred years, and that means it bears the the original creation bears 
the imprint of the personality of its author. So, of course, the author may be, uh, is uh, a human, uh, human mind. So, there is a big issue. Uh, we are going to have a, a, a lecture in the NFT factory in two months, I think in April, with a law professor very um, that I know, of course, is my friend. And uh, obvious with a very well-known uh, French artist, but also international, and also a researcher about this problem, crypto art, AI, and copyright. And this is maybe for me one of the main issues we can have now in this uh, uh, lawsuit. We have also the problem that is very focused and uh, uh, in the American point of view in the TCS, about the ownerships in rights. Why? Because when you read carefully the TCS, and I will say what I'm thinking about, the buyer owns the NFT of underlying board ape, the art completely. It is the wording that it is used in the TCS. But there is also a non-exclusive perpetual license for personal use and also some kind of commercial use, for example, for derivative use. But we consider, and also I consider this is very vague and this is not really, really precise and that this is ambiguous and could give... Um, could raise any interpretation very, very complicated and very can be the source of uh, other lawsuits. Yeah, I mean, it sounds super complicated when you talk about, you know, using AI, when you talk about IP rights, because, man, like, we look, we see not just NFTs building up the IP, but, for example, when we talk about, like, you know, Web2 brands coming into Web3, what are the IP that they can use in terms of even like the color tone, the text, the font and stuff like that. Like, I mean, IP levels go so deep. And I mean, this is just like, I would say like the tip of the iceberg when we talk about like NFTs, copyrights, because there are tons of like, you know, NFTs taking in inspiration from one another. So just, you know, where does all this go is super interesting. So, uh Karmit, you had your hand raised, but I just want to ask one more question, which is, so right now the case, where is it, I mean, like, what's the progress of, this, of the case? Is it like in the midway? Is it just the tip of the iceberg? Uh, you know, you anticipate that it's going to be a very long lawsuit. What is it uh, based on your own opinion? Then uh, we will go to Karmit. And who's going to win? <laughs> 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 bro, if you have, uh, if if you Sorry. own Yuga assets, uh, they're gonna be bro. You, you need to see which backs you hold. That's it. I I think the Yuga assets are gonna be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Over to you. Uh, you want my answer? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, for me, it's in the midway, and it's going to last. Um, maybe for minimum one year. Uh, and this is this only the first degree, and maybe they can could have an appeal of that of the judgment. And uh, because in the Hermes case, uh, Mason Roach is, 
is to rise appeal. He, he, he announced that. And Hermes also, because the indemnification was too low for them. So it's going to last for me uh, for a long time. Because there is so many uh, defense rights to, uh, to, to resolve and um, this is very emblematic case and, law. And based, based on what you've seen so far as to, you know, the various things that they are suing each other for and, um, and sort of what happened so far, what do you think is going to be the likely outcome? That's very complicated to say. I think this is going to be a, a, a settlement judgment um, because we have a real, real, real issue about the AE, about um, about the the old the license. The license is really, really bad in terms of wordings. Well, this is my opinion, but maybe because this was the first uh, launched uh, the collection and maybe the lawyer have to draft it very, very quickly. We don't know exactly what's happening, but it could be the case. And I think they are trying to change the license, but the, the, the bad wording of the license is for me one of the main complication of this this case so maybe we are going to start this issue um, and uh, then we will have uh, answers that could lead us um, through this uh, this uh, litigation for the other aspect as trademarks we don't have any doubt about it that the trademarks, but it's obvious. I mean, it's even on purpose from uh, of uh, reader rips that you, that it it will be, um, of course, uh, an infringement of uh, Ugalip's uh, trademarks. There's, there is no uh, ambiguity and there is no doubt about it, and we saw it in the MSK case. So that's what I can say for the moment. He, he's probably, I wonder, I mean, how much notoriety and how much popularity he has gained as a result of that. Because, I mean, look, I had never heard of Ryder Rips before, right? I mean, granted, the NFT space isn't that great, that big, but still, it's still at least 10,000 people, 20,000 people that now know about Ryder Rips that didn't, maybe didn't know him before. So maybe it was just a big publicity stunt and, uh, and that's all it was, you know? Yes, but what for? He's not going to launch another collection. He's not going to write a book. He's not. Uh, I don't know if we use. Uh, are you going? To, are you seeing him uh, in TV shows? Or I don't know that because I'm not in US. But uh, 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 what, what for? What for this celebrity? Maybe uh, later. Maybe, maybe he has a personal agenda with the founders. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. But for the moment, it's not really used, this celebrity, for a, a, a commercial purpose or only for a, its own uh, ego. I don't yeah. know. But for I, the moment, as it's... Long, 
yeah. as long as the case is ongoing, it probably wouldn't be smart for him to do that because then he would benefit even more. So that would probably be something else against him afterwards. Um, yeah, Karmic, but, I see. Yeah, but we oh, don't know. We, we Maybe it could be a, 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 a way to say, I am, in, I am a rageful, I, ha I have all the rights to pursue. It, like it was in Tarantino case. In Tarantino, even if he received a notice from um, from Mayor Max, he said, well, there is no uh, ambiguity about my contract, so I can go on. It's open sea, actually, who delisted uh, the, the, uh, the NFTs. But um, Tarantino was ready to, to, to go on the, the selling, so... You know, right. So I, I would know. love, I would love to hear more about the Tarantino case. But Karmic, you've been trying to raise your hand. You had your hand up and down, up and down. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, I just wanted to add that, uh, as Ingrid uh, explained, um, in France it's very different because what's at stake here is that in the U.S. there is free speech, and so you can use all the circonvolutions you want to say, hey, this was conceptual art, etc. But in France, like hate speech is not free speech. So for instance, if we find just a bit of Nazi emblem in it, we say it's, it's, it's hate speech and you can have it like condemned. And the second thing, as she explained, is that in France, we have a jurisprudential law compared to the US and British common law where parties uh, often reach an agreement. But in France, we have judges we have judged it on the what happened like on hundreds of years so we already know what's at stake here and what's the basis of the moral and law foundation for having a dispute in a trial so just to give you a context of like in france hate speech is not free speech and there are laws against it yeah but we have to deal with the balance three tests, actually, we have a three tests. It's from the European um, jurisdiction, uh, the CG um, Court of Justice. Uh, it's um, telling you that you have to uh, search a balance between uh, the, the, free, the free speech, or what we call uh, uh, liberté d'expression, and uh, the free the, and um, liberty of communication of, on liberty of creation compared to the respect of uh, intellectual properties. So there is, uh, there is a, a, a another kind of um, view from the Europe European jurisprudential uh, uh, case that we have to search a balance between a very strong liberty of expression, well, that is the word we use, and the property rights, included the, the intellectual property rights. So that's not quite the same, and this is quite new for 10 years, I must say. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, when I start practice, we don't have such an influence of the European law. Now we have a big influence, and the French church has to consider the re European law first uh, to, to, to draft their judgment. Man, so. Becky, this is such a dense 
conversation, right? Like in terms of when you look at this, there's so much anger, so much things that you talk about in terms of different countries, different perspective. So, I mean, I would love to see like this whole case comes to an end because man, like the arguments, like both sides has equal good arguments, right? Like I, I mean, I've been following um, last year a little bit on what he's posted. Like he comes up strong in terms of like his references and stuff like that. And so far, you know, Yuga can't really shut it down. So it, it seems like if they can't totally shut it down, some of it might be true, right? But we just don't know. I mean, what else? We could just wait and uh, and see what's happened. But this is such, I mean, a, a deep conversation in terms of like IP rights. Um, so, I mean, today, thanks a lot once again, uh, Ingrid, for your... Thank I mean, you. This is the first time that I actually listened um, directly from a lawyer in terms of IP and man I do not want to step my toe into this conversation because it is so deep in terms of like how people value stuff and like that so wacky to you buddy yeah you, you definitely don't want to be involved in a legal lawsuit man and, <laughs> and, and now especially with NFTs where everything is so new I mean it's such a can of worms. Who knows what's going to happen in, in the future? Because as you say, what's complicated is that those assets are being sold to people all over the world, right? So I think a large part of the problem is that Ryder Rips is based in the US, right? If he was based anywhere else in the world, I think it would be a completely different story. Yep, yep, yep. And so, Wacky, I know that after this, basically you have only 30 minutes to go for the show. So tell me a little bit of your transportation today. Have you, how is the planning so far? Well, I don't know if I'm going to make it, uh, if I'm going to make it in time for, for the Rug Radio show, but the boys at uh, Rug Radio, Farouk and team, are going to host their GM Web 3 show live at the NFT factory. So I'm going to go back there right now, um, just hang around there. I'll probably meet up with them after the show. And then tonight, we are meeting up with the Proof of French guys that uh, have started, you know, they started originally as part of Daily Dose and now they're called Proof of French. And we're meeting up tonight at Le Panam. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan. And uh, then tomorrow, tomorrow conference starts. NFT Paris is starting officially tomorrow morning. So looking forward to that. Yep, yep. And um, you posted a video, bro. You have to pin it on top because man, oh, Wacky has... Loaded. You know, he, he has do a, like a live interview. It's just six minutes, but do give it a follow or do give it a like, retweet it because, man, we are going to churn out more content, not just live interviews, but also an oversight to, you know, what's happening on the space. So, I mean, as much as we can cover, we will do it and bring you guys an insight, virtual experience to NFT Paris. Um, so once again, guys, thank you so much, so much oh, for being here. Just Go ahead. one last thing, not yep. legal, but whoever to come in the NFT factory is really welcome. Come and see us. We are just in front of the Centre Georges Pompidou uh, in the that's heart Puke, of... That's Puke's favorite museum. Yeah, at the heart of... <laughs> Pompidou. Pompidou. Let's, um, let's tell me that uh, the Pompidou Centre just acquired uh, 10 NFTs. So this is the first, uh, first national, big national museum 
uh, that is uh, be acquired this uh, NFTs, and we are very proud proud because we received uh, two two days ago uh, the French Ministry of Culture and the French Ministry of um, Digital Affairs. Affairs. So maybe Macron is going to come one day. Who Opa. knows? <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, boys. I posted that picture of that crypto punk that I styled. And by the way, it's the same guy that's been post, that's been uh, tiling those space invaders all over the world. I don't know if you guys know that, but that's that's what he's doing now. He put it a bit of a crypto pond. But I'm telling you, boys and girls, we are making we are making it with this uh, with NFTs. We are gonna make it. Uh, Ingrid, I had a question for you. Uh, you said the Sartre Georges Pompidou acquired them, but yeah. did they actually buy them or they were donated? Uh, they were donated to the Sartre Georges Pompidou. Yeah. Part of them has been bought and part of them has been given, especially the CryptoPunk is a donation from uh, Eucalypse, I think, donation, uh, um, I don't remember, but a few of them are a donation from artists or the CryptoPunk has been a donation, I'm sure, I'm sure of that. And but yeah. some of them they did buy, they did buy with, with actual money. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's why you're in the final right bro yeah well yeah I mean, because it's a difference right because the, in La the in los angeles right the lacma i think they were donated i don't know if those guys actually spent any money but regardless of this it is good for the space in general you know i have to say it is quite interesting to be here and to go at the nft factory i don't know if any of you have ever been to an nft gallery because that's what it is right and it's it's a bit surreal, right? If you go to a physical uh, gallery, you know what you're expecting. You go and you see different spe different pieces. It, it's either paintings or sometimes it's even sculptures, right? But now you go there and it's a completely different experience. And right now there's art blocks and ledger that have a, a joint event at the NFT factory. So you've got art blocks that are all over the NFT factory. And it, it's quite, again, it, I mean, look, it's the, definitely the new age, it's the modern times. You've got all those TV screens that are there, which are obviously not TVs, but they're just all screens. And you've got all the art from art blogs that is right there. And, and this, is, this is art, right? This is a, an actual valuable item that people have spent, some of them, hundreds of thousands of dollars on. So it's a, it's a great experience. Yep, yep. Also, and, uh, you can hear oh, sorry. <laughs> I must add that we are two two ones of other function. We are going to give a big public lecture. For example, we are going to give one lecture about NFT and movie business. That is a great interest of me. Well, uh, just before the Film Cannes Festival, and we are going to be in the Film Cannes Festival also. The the NFT factory or some of their members. Oh. Yes. And uh, also we have um, um, a training session and also a caton that we are going and also uh, investor club. So we have different cards to play in the in the ecosystem. So please welcome. Oh, well, we need to talk. I am from Cannes originally. I'm from there. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. True. You told me. <laughs> so, all right. Very nice. Well, look. It was absolutely great to have you. Thank you very much for your time. I'm going to go, guys, and do a little bit of a, a tour of the NFT factory. I will uh, do a little video so you see exactly how it looks like. But once again, Ingrid, thank you so much for joining. It was uh, very informative. 
thank fascinating you to, to see you. what's going to happen in the space. Thank and you. And then uh, puke over back over to you to uh, to close the show. <laughs> yep. Right, guys. So today is actually the first time that we host the show starting nine thirty p.m. and we are going to do this moving forward. So hey, if you just tune into the show, guys, it started at nine thirty p.m., which is GMT plus eight. If it's eight thirty a.m. EST. So, you know, if you guys are free, do join us because we are wanting to revamp the show, bringing up, you know, 10 focused projects, bringing up speakers, different types of people, and also talking about what's happening or the update in the NFT space. So once again, thank you so much for being part of the Rock Radio family, the Daily Dose Asia family, under PewCast Rock Radio, because with you guys, I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. Wacky, take us away. No pull up. No pull up. No pull up today. No pull up. Oh, I'm sad. I'm really sad. You should have one for me, especially for me. Uh, I'm kidding. kidding. Puke, I just got an answer so you can contact and I will send you the thing so you can contact Pudgy Asia directly and they'll be open to come. No worries. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Let's do this. Wacky, sign us out. We should think about the uh, POAP. Maybe I can just give away POAPs while while I'm here for the you know for the next couple of days. We Wacky, like, puke. I thought the whole point was yep. so that Ingrid will come on again and then talk more. I, 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 <laughs> that was the secret sauce. <laughs> we are doing that in the NFT morning, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Rug Radio. This is DDA. This is us now signing out. It's NFT Paris. Come and meet me tonight. Just see.